0: And welcome back. Yep, it's still Mile High Magazine. And I am Murphy Houston. Hope you're having yourself a good Sunday. We appreciate you listening. Great conversation on the way as we are honored to have Becca Kalivas with Conquering CHD Colorado. Becca, how are you?
1: I'm doing great, Murphy. How
0: are you? Oh, doing fine. Glad to have you on Mile High Magazine. Uh, Becca and I were talking just briefly before we started talking here about uh, never heard of Conquering CHD Colorado. So talk about that. What is your organization?
1: Conquering CHD is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. We serve CHD families in Colorado, Wyoming, New Mexico, Montana, Utah. We are actually a state chapter of the national organization Conquering CHD.
0: Boy, that's a a lot of coverage. A lot of coverage.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we hit a lot of families. There's There's a definite need for it. So
0: what do you do with these families? Just continue. I didn't mean to interrupt you there.
1: Oh, no worries. We exist to conquer the most common birth defect, which is congenital heart defects. Um, So, what we do with families is we hope to create visibility of CHD and empower everyone impacted by CHD across the lifespan. So, from prenatal diagnosis straight up to adulthood.
0: Holy cow. Well, we'll talk about that. Maybe PB or people don't understand exactly what is congenital heart defects. Is that inherited? Is it some sort of a, a a disease type situation you're born with? What is it?
1: So, congenital heart defects are the structural deformities of the heart that are present at birth. So, something went wrong when the heart was forming before the kid was born that leads to these defects. You may also hear the term congenital heart disease which yeah. refers to the lifelong impact of being born with those anomalies of the heart.
0: So there, there's no cure for this. You're just born. It's not a genetic thing. It's just what happens.
1: So most causes of CHDs are unknown with only about 15 to 20% related to a known genetic condition. There is not a cure for CHD. It's a lifelong disease that requires ongoing specialized care.
0: No, and there's no surgery or anything at all involved with this?
1: So most kids actually do receive surgery. Um, about a quarter of the cases born every year require a surgery within the first year of their life in order to survive. And then adults, teens may have procedures as they grow older.
0: Wow. So I understand that you have some personal history with CHD yourself. Can you talk about that? I do.
1: So before I was ever a mom to a CHD patient, I actually took care of CHD patients as a pediatric intensive care nurse. Um, Fast forward about eight years, my husband and I were expecting our first child. We went to our 20-week anatomy ultrasound and we were so excited to find out we were having a boy. Ten minutes later, the doctor came in and our world crashed with seven simple words. There's something wrong with the baby's heart. Oh, boy.
0: Yeah. How how shocking. What high? You talk about highs and lows. Holy cow. Yeah.
1: We definitely went from our highest high to probably the lowest we've been.
0: Well, but with your background high, how ironic that you kind of have a history of that.
1: Yeah. The one thing I had always said is I want a healthy kid with four chambers of their heart and no holes where they're not supposed to be. And then uh, we got the diagnosis.
0: Now well, it sounds like the big guy had a different plan for you, huh?
1: He sure did.
0: Yeah. So what What do you do next when you get that diagnosis? And here you are, you're all excited. I got a baby boy coming. And then all of a sudden, wow, CHD is on the way for you. What, what are the first steps you or any parent would take when they get that news?
1: So the first thing we did and what we hope other families will do is we started researching everything. We tried to find a pediatric heart center. Luckily for us, Children's Hospital Colorado is basically right in our backyard. They have one of the best heart programs in the country. Um, We met with specialists there who kind of walked us through what our son would need when he was born um, and have been with us every step of the way. Conquering CHD Colorado actually has a guided questions tool, which is a list of questions to ask at those appointments which helps take some of the pressure off parents because when you're freshly diagnosed, your mind is going about a thousand different ways. You don't know what to ask. You're overwhelmed by the information. You're grieving for the baby you thought you would have. Um, So that tool helps you kind of take a deep breath, take a step back and know what you can ask the experts.
0: So that that's really, I mean, that's, Unbelievable. You guys are there conquering CHD Colorado. What a great tool for, as you just said, a parent that's just discovered they have a child on the way with a problem. Where do I go to get help? And when they reach to you, uh, Becca, what do you do?
1: So we work directly with families, peer to peer support. Every single one of our uh, board members is either a CHD patient or a parent of a CHD patient. So we have walked the road and can guide parents. Um, we offer Conquering CHD kits, which have a lot of our resources and information, including the guided questions tool, but also some other materials that they might need when their child is in the hospital.
0: Wow, that's fantastic you're there. Give us your website. I imagine that's how it starts. Or do you have phone numbers where people can call for help?
1: Yeah, so our website is www.conqueringchd.org backslash Colorado. We can also be found on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at conqueringchdco.
0: That's fantastic you're there. So what, what is the impact of CHD? Is it a, a, something that happens to a lot of babies, or is it what, what percent?
1: So, CHD is the number one most common birth defect, with one in 100 newborns being born with some form of CHD each year. So, that works out to about 40,000 infants in the U.S. each year. About 630 of those are born right here in Colorado.
0: Wow, that sounds pretty common. Why don't we hear more about it?
1: That's one thing that we're trying to change as Conquering CHD is to try to raise that visibility of the most common birth defect. Um, chances are you know somebody with a CHD.
0: It, it never goes away because you mentioned early on in our conversation here. You find out when you're a baby if you have it and then most people have it all their life or do they all have it all your life?
1: They all have it all their life, so it's a lifelong condition that is going to require ongoing specialized care in the form of annual cardiology visits, follow-up tests. Um, some people have complications as they get older, um, so it's a, it's a lifelong disease for sure.
0: Does that expect, uh, affect your life expectancy?
1: It can for some of the conditions. There are some that are less severe than others. My son has um, what's called hypoplastic left heart syndrome, a condition where he only has half of a functional heart. So for him, the life expectancy is like, likely lower than you or I would be.
0: Wow, that's that's got to be tough to digest, isn't it?
1: It definitely is. Luckily, um, they've made some huge strides through research and medical advancements. So kids 30 years ago wouldn't have made it necessarily as far. But because of these advancements, more and more people are living to adulthood with
0: CHD. Oh, my. And I can't imagine. How does that change how you raise your child? If you discover your child has CHD throughout their life, can they play sports? Can they run and ride bikes with their buddies when they grow older? Does that all change for them?
1: Uh, you know, we were told that one of our very first appointments that our son would be low energy, wouldn't be an Olympic athlete, probably would struggle keeping up with kids um, his age. We have seen absolutely none of that. <laughs> um, he, <laughs> we, we keep looking for that low energy kid. He is full of energy. He just had his third open heart surgery in July. You wouldn't know it just looking at him. He keeps up with his cousins. He runs. He jumps. He plays. Um, his doctor said, "Let him be a kid.
0: Let, Let him it be, be a kid. normal
1: kid." Yep.
0: Best advice ever, right, Becca?
1: We love it. We'll uh, take it.
0: Oh yeah, sure. I'll bet. We're talking with Becca Calivas, who's with Conquering CHD, Colorado. And uh, I guess it's everybody's different that has it. I suppose, right?
1: Yes. Each story is unique.
0: How old is your son?
1: He is three and a half. He'll be four in July.
0: Well, God bless him. He's out there just keeping up with the gang, right? He
1: he sure is. He keeps us on our toes. (laughs)
0: Like any (laughs) three-year-old.
1: Exactly.
0: Yep. (laughs) Oh, that's great news. Talk about this uh, annual advocacy conference. What's up with that?
1: So because we are the voice of the congenital heart community, one of our most important functions is advocacy. Each of us has a story that we have to tell, and these stories can make a huge impact when told the right way to the right people. So each year, Conquering CHD hosts the advocacy conference where patients and families, medical providers, et cetera, join together in Washington, D.C. to educate members of Congress about CHD and to advocate for crucial changes to CHD care, research, funding, and more. Our conference is actually virtual this year and starts on Monday, March 1st.
0: Well, that's coming up pretty quick. It is. (laughs) So is it too late to get on board if you want to be involved with that?
1: It is. Our registration is closed, unfortunately, but definitely keep an eye out on our website. This is an annual thing, usually around this time of year. So it's too late to get on board for this year's conference, but we are always looking for advocates to jump on board throughout the year.
0: So talk about any... um progress doctors have made in treating for CHD. Is it something new all the time or is it not as quick as you would like as a parent with a child with CHD? How is that?
1: It's kind of a, a double-edged sword there. So as a parent, you wish things would, would progress more quickly. Um, like I said, in the last 30 years, CHD care has has changed entirely. What you saw kids 30 years ago doing It's completely different than what they see now. Even now, there's changes in the four years that my son's been around. They've had advancements in what would have been available for his care. Um, There can always be more funding. There can always be more research. So that's part of our job as advocates.
0: Well, let's talk about that part you just brought up there, Becca, about the funding. I know you're a nonprofit. Where do you get your funding?
1: So we are 100% funded from donations from our community.
0: So you have no government funding, no grants of any kind? Can you get that kind of money at all? Is that possible?
1: The national organization, I believe, does get some funding um, through grants, et cetera. For Colorado, there are a few grants available, but we rely primarily on our families, the community, like the general communities donating to us um, so that we can provide these services to families.
0: Do you have like fundraisers of any kind, like a gala? So many nonprofits have a source of income through some kind of fundraising.
1: Sure. So this year um, we do, actually every year, we do the Superhero Heart Run. Usually in the summer. I think this year we're shooting for September, um, which is kind of our Biggest fundraiser that we have. We also hold an annual gala. That was on hold for 2020, and yeah. very likely will be for this year as well. Um, throughout the year, we do things like t-shirt fundraisers. Um.
0: Well, you're out there. You're doing. Yeah, stuff. we're
1: we're out there all the time.
0: Well, give us I'm that going. Give us that website quickly again while we're thinking about it, because people can go to that website, I'm sure, to find out information about all you're doing and how people can help. Just donate money.
1: Exactly. Yeah, our website is www.conqueringchd.org backslash colorado.
0: It's not that hard to remember. And quickly, before I let you go, Becca, because I always like to find out, because so many nonprofits have been affected by COVID-19, well, we just heard about some of the ways that you've been affected as your fundraising. Any other ways it's affected you guys?
1: So we typically try to do a lot of in-person support, one-on-one with families, especially when they're newly diagnosed, to give them those conquering CHD kits, our resources, etc., That's obviously been put on hold with COVID, so we've had to try to switch gears a little bit and figure out how we can provide that support to families. We've expanded our virtual programming quite a bit to host virtual uh, support meetings for families. We've done porch drop-offs for our Conquering CHD kits to still make sure that our families are getting those things. Um, So we've had to definitely shift how we typically operate.
0: Wow, you've been very active, your organization. I'm glad we could get the word out about Conquering CHD Colorado because there might be people out there now that are going with children that don't even know you exist, and they have children with CHD.
1: Yeah, we're we're hoping to definitely get the word out. We're here, and we're here to help.
0: Final way to end it there. I like those words, words we're here to help. Well, Becca Kalivas, congratulations on all you're doing over there at Conquering CHD Colorado, and best of luck with your little guy. Sounds like he's on his way to an active life.
1: Thank you so much. He definitely is.
0: And thank you guys for listening to Mile High Magazine. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. I am Murphy Houston. We'll be back next Sunday morning.